Ruth chapter 1, right after the book of Judges. Glad we've got God's word. Like I said this morning, glad we don't have to guess. We don't have to wonder. Uh, God revealed himself to us uh, in both the person of Jesus Christ and he revealed himself to us in his word. Uh, and uh, I'm glad for that. We've got everything that God wants us to know, uh, and it's good enough for every single day of this life, and even it's good for after this life as well, Uh, so I'm thankful for that. But uh, I want to look at the book of Ruth tonight. It's a small book, uh, kind of a a story uh, type of a book, not very long, Uh, and it begins with Naomi and her husband at the very beginning of the story, Uh, Naomi, her husband, and two sons lived in Bethlehem, uh, and they moved to the country of the Moabites because of a famine. And also, uh, in the first verse, we find out this is the time of the Judges, so that's why it's right after the book of Judges. So during that time frame, uh, and the Moabites, they they came from Lot. So Lot and his oldest daughter, uh, that relationship after Sodom fell, that uh, started the nation of the Moabites, and they were a wicked nation, and they often clashed uh, with the children of Israel. Uh, and in Judges chapter 3, uh, the king of Moab, Eglon, he ruled over the children of Israel for 18 years until God sent a deliverer. So we know uh, there was clashes, there was different things between these people. So you have to remember that when you're looking at a story like this, where, you know, what does it mean these places are important? Uh, so uh, I've got quite a, a, a bigger intro than normal, so I'm going to start off with prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your word tonight. We thank you for its truth. Uh, and Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight to dig into your word more, that you'd illuminate it, help us to uh, understand and to learn something and to apply it to our life. Lord, you're a good God and a merciful Savior. And Lord, I ask that you'd help me to preach tonight. Help us to hear. Uh, and Lord, we thank you for all things. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. So the, uh, uh, again, it's a time when the judges ruled over Israel, uh, and at the end of the book of Judges, you can actually look on the other side of the page, uh, if it, your Bible's like mine, the last verse, uh, 21, 25 says, in those days there was no king in Israel, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So that tells you the spiritual darkness at the time where men just decided, I'll do what I want. It doesn't matter what God says. It doesn't want it matter what anyone else says around me. I'll just do what's right in my own eyes. And that, I believe, uh, I I can't think of a better description of today, you know, where uh, men just decide what's right themselves. They just, uh, whatever I think feels good and seems good is right in my own eyes. And our society actually pushes that. You know, you decide what's right for you, uh, and then you realize how ridiculous as Christians we, most of us realize that because we take a step back and we watch them clash at each other because everybody can't have everything they want. It doesn't work. Uh, they try, but uh, but again, they're, uh, one is saying, well, is, is one person's right to ha- be right uh, greater than another person? And that's what this world is feuding with right now because they refuse to go with what God says and what the Bible says. So, uh, so we've got a famine uh, and we've got this family going from Bethlehem, that's in Judea. Uh, they are traveling towards 
towards Moab. Uh, so basically, they're going from the promised land uh, to back to where one of these wilderness areas where the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness. So you, you realize spiritually they're going in the wrong direction, right? They're going uh, in a different way. And from Deuteronomy chapter 11, we know that the children of Israel were going in the wrong direction spiritually as well because of this. Deuteronomy 11, 13 says, And it came to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. So God promised them in Deuteronomy. He said to the children of Israel, if you follow me, if you serve me, if you uh, would forsake those gods of the people around you, if you would do that, then I will send the rain. And then, uh, uh, so we see the opposite promise a few verses later in 16 and 17. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you and he shut up the heaven and there be no rain that the land yield not her fruit unless ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. So we know right there between those set of promises that if, if there's a famine in the land, of the children of Israel, that means they were turning to other gods and forsaking the Lord. We can tell that right there. And it, and it matches what it says at the end of the book of Judges. So what does uh, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, what does he do when the famine comes? Well, he does what a lot of people do. They escape to the world, right? That's what he does in verse 1. Uh, and you see in verse 1, he only intends to sojourn in the country of Moab. That means he just was going to stay there for a short while, weather the famine, and then once it was over, he was going to come back. But here's the problem. He never saw Judah again. He dies in Moab, in the land of the Moabites. He dies there. Uh, and But here's the thing. Based on those promises from Deuteronomy, what needed to happen is the children of Israel just needed to repent. They needed to turn away from those heathen gods, away from the idols, and just turn back to God, and God would send the rain again. But instead, they decide to solve it on their own. The Bible also tells us at the beginning uh, of the book that uh, the two sons uh, married two Moabite women after their father died. And that would have been prohibited by God as well. He did not want them intermarrying like this. Uh, but again, they're, they're already compromising. They're already uh, not trusting in the Lord. They're just going to do their own thing and weather the storm. Uh, and then by the time you get to verse 5, the fathers had died. The, both the sons had died. And now Naomi is left with... With her two daughters-in-law and this is kind of the beginning of the story so let's start at verse 8 of chapter 1 and Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law go return each to her mother's house the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with with the dead and with me the Lord grant you that ye may find rest each of you in the house of your husband then she kissed them and they lifted up their voice and wept and they said unto her surely we will return with thee unto thy people and Naomi said turn again my daughters 
Wilt thou, uh, why will ye go with me? Are there yet more sons in my womb that ye may, uh, that may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, uh, if I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight uh, and should also bear sons, uh, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth, grieveth me much for your sakes uh, that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and under her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if I ought, uh, but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she had steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So we see right here, uh, there, uh, the, the sons have died, uh, Naomi's husband had died, uh, so it's just Naomi and her two daughters-in-law, and she tells them in those verses that we read, 8, 9, and 10, she says to go back. Return to your families. Go back to your hometown and you find new husbands. That's what she said. You might as well, uh, you know, that you, uh, God will bless you with that. You just go start over. And uh, I like in verse 9, you look at how Naomi describes marriage. That ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. You know, you notice something. The world paints marriage as a negative thing today, don't they? They paint, they paint it as uh, it's an enduring thing, where it's a, uh, it's a bad thing, where you, you don't get what you want, and there's always fighting and everything else, uh, or it's hindering you from living your best life. But in all reality, that couldn't be further from the truth. God designed marriage and husband and wives to be together, and it's a blessing, especially in times of trouble. We found that it's a blessing for the husband and wife uh, to draw closer together and uh, draw strength from each other and through the Lord. So we see this tearful goodbye. They lift up their voices and weep. And in verse 10, uh, they say that they're both going to return back. But then, uh, well, in, in verse 10, they or she says to them to, to return. Uh, and then one of them decides, Ruth decides to stay uh, and Orpah leaves. So then in verse 13, uh, she's still trying uh, uh, to, to persuade Ruth to go back. And in 13, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And she believed that all the death, all the tragedy in her family and in her house was that the hand of the Lord was against her. And let me ask you this question. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that it almost feels like uh, the, the favor of God has turned from you and all, all these bad things? Or, or it's almost like God is uh, either abandoning you or just turning away from you or something like that. But notice Naomi isn't blaming God. I feel like she's aware that she knew. She knew she shouldn't have gone to the land of Moab. She knew they should have trusted God, uh, but she's not bitter against God. She's not angry with God. She just now is saying, you know what? I'm going to go back to God. I'm going to go back to the land where he uh, wants me to be. And I believe in trials, that's the big choice, isn't it? The choice is, are we going to draw closer to God in a trial or are we going to go further away? 
And you can see it in, in, in people's lives. You can see where something strikes and that, that person that was once in the Lord's house is now far away. And then you see others that have drawn closer to the Lord, that have drawn strength, and now they have a testimony. The question is, what will you and I do? Because we know, if you know the end of the story, Naomi returns to God and she really receives a huge blessing in her life, much greater than anything she lost. So Orpah decides to go home. She does what's expected, right? Uh, uh, you know, she, it would have been hard for her in her time of grief to go to this new country, a new place, try to find a new husband, uh, not knowing anyone. So she goes and she goes back home. But then Ruth, again, uh, in 15, she says, uh, Naomi's still trying to talk to Ruth and says, Thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. She's just trying to persuade her. You know, I don't want to be a burden to you. I don't want you to just do this for me. Uh, you know, you just go on back. Uh, and then Ruth says that, uh, that verse that I love in 16. She says, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. And this is it. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest I will lodge thy people shall be my people and thy God my God and you think about that that's an incredible statement of faith right there she's saying hey uh, uh, she's a Moabite remember this she's uh, uh, against the people of God They're, they clashed against each other and she's saying thy people shall be my people and thy God my God and you think about that she was willing in that statement to forsake the country she grew up in she was willing to forsake her family and uh, and also she is willing to forsake all the Moabite gods that they had all the false idols she grew up with and replace all those false idols with the God of Israel and you think wow what a statement for her to make but I think a lot of times we focus on Ruth in this scenario and you think about that really Ruth was a daughter-in-law. Naomi was her mother-in-law. And with the death of the son, her, her husband, uh, that would have broken that relationship, right? That relationship really would have been ended. Uh, she could have went back to her homeland and, and, and all of those things. But instead, she decides to go to an unknown country. And I thought about that. Her making that decision. How did she make that decision? See, you know that Ruth, uh, or, or that Ruth had to have heard Naomi talk about where she was from and talk about her God. But think about it. That wouldn't have been enough, right? We could, we could talk about the goodness of God. We could talk about different things. But if our life isn't matching up with our words, that's not going to persuade anybody, right? That's not going to, uh, if you say that God is good in one breath and then you talk about how miserable you are, uh, nobody's going to want to join you in misery as a Christian, and so she had to have, we know that they were in, Naomi was in there in the Mo, in Moab for at least for 10 years. And I don't know how many, uh, uh, they would have been the marriage together uh, with Ruth and her husband before he died in that time. So I don't know how much time, but uh, the max was 10 years. But in that time, Naomi was really disobeying the Lord. Uh, and, uh, and it was really a time of kind of compromise. Well, there's a famine in the promised land, so we'll just, we'll just fix it ourselves and go to this Moabite country. And it affected the sons because they disobeyed God, uh, marrying the Moabite women. Uh, but in all of this, you think about, Orpah and Ruth didn't have to make a choice 
while Naomi stayed in Moab, right? As long as she stayed in Moab, they didn't have to make a choice. They could all stay together. And guess what? There's a lot of Christian people that are trying to compromise with the world, trying to fit in with the world, trying to do all these things. And as long as you do that, your friends, your family, your coworkers, they won't have to make a choice because they look at you and see that you're living the same way. Uh, then why become a Christian? What, uh, what's the use? Might as well stay the way you are. But it was that time in compromise, and, and again, it will never draw anyone to the Lord. But in those tough times, Naomi trusted God, uh, and Ruth wanted that God that Naomi was trusting. You know why? I think in that tough time, in that dark time, Ruth had seen that before in her life. And she had seen in those darkest of trials, those Moabite idols, in all reality, never helped anything. And that's, that's what I hope for this world. Isn't it you? Uh, it, to bring revival, I hope that one of the things that God does is show this world today that all the idols, all the things that they built their hope on just kind of crumbles and shows the real reality, uh, whether it's a statue or a bank account or anything else. I, I just want people to see that they need God and they need a real God that can help them. And that's what I believe happened. And one of the things is she said, hey, uh, I want a God that's real. And the only way she could have seen that is if Naomi was living as if there was a real God. It made me wonder, are we living so that people can see a real God in us? And think about this. Ruth said, thy people shall be my people. And she had probably never met any of them but Naomi. That was it. And just because of Naomi, she wanted to be a part of that people leaving her own people and wanted that God instead. And you think about that. This story begins with nothing but tragedy, right? That's we see nothing but death at the beginning. But by the time you get to the end of it, uh, by the time Ruth marries Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, that's a picture of Jesus Christ. They have a child at the very end named Obed, uh, who is the father of Jesse, who's the father of King David, who's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And, and, and they return to Bethlehem. Uh, and, and it wasn't an easy route. It would have been uphill uh, and they would have had to kind of start over. Uh, and she's Ruth is trusting Naomi, walking by faith. And, and God makes it to where she goes to the right field at the right time. That's how our God works. Uh, but you put all of these things together and realize uh, that generations down the line, there's Mary and Joseph. And remember, they're in Nazareth. They're not in the right place because the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Him. Well, that's easy. God just has uh, that. Uh, he has Caesar attacks, uh, a decree attacks, and they all have to go back to their hometown. That's why Joseph and Mary have to go back to Bethlehem because that's where uh, that's where Ruth and and all the way down to David. That's where they were from. So they go back there, and again, it fulfills more prophecy. And you can see it. You can see the redemption in this book of Ruth. You can see, even though God's, uh, you don't see him. Uh, you don't see Jesus named you could see a picture of him you could see where a Moabite becomes in the lineage of Jesus Christ because of her faith you can see things over and over again and I thought my goodness this would not have happened if Naomi in the midst of the trial would have given up 
Right? This would have not happened if she wouldn't have uh, uh, given the truth to her daughters-in-law and said, this is God. And it probably had to admit, I'm in the wrong right now. And I need to get back to where God wants me to be. And one of them said, you know what? I'm not going to follow you. I'm going to stay right here. But the other one said, I want your God instead of mine. And you think about what a powerful picture. But... What a big responsibility for us. I see on the other hand. Because although you and I aren't saving anybody. You and I. God is using you and I. To show what a Christian looks like. Amen. Not what a, not a perfect Christian. Because none of us are. Uh, and here's the thing. Uh, and you're thinking. Well what happens when I mess up? What happens when I let people down? What happens when my uh, temper boils over? Or I say the wrong thing. Here's what you do. You go to that person. You apologize. And you explain to them. That God is still working on me. I am, I am not what I used to be. But I'm still not where I need to be. But God's still working on me. And let me tell you something something he will take you to he'll take you in your fault he'll take you in your imperfection he'll clean you up he'll give you a new start he'll give you a new life through Jesus Christ and we can do that today we can do that why because the Bible is full of examples of regular people that didn't have a great start. Uh, Naomi, uh, Naomi, they made a lot of bad decisions. Uh, they wasted, you could say, 10 years of your life, their life in Moab. But guess what? God was able to use that time in Moab, even though they were disobedient, even though the children of Israel were disobedient because of the famine, God was able to use that time to go get Ruth. And isn't that amazing to think about? That he's able to put so many things in motion to get us to when he got us out of bondage. And he'll, he's willing to do that for those ones that we pray for. See, I don't know about you. When I pray for things, a lot of times in my head, I think about the easiest way to, to answer that prayer, don't you? Or, or if it's a lost person, what would be the easiest thing? Maybe this person that they already know uh, would just talk to them or something like that. You know, the easiest way. God doesn't need the easiest way. He just needs people to be obedient and open and let the Holy Spirit do the work. But guess what? I've got some encouragement. You know, sometimes when we're living this Christian life, Sometimes the devil tries to convince us that it's all in vain, that nobody's really watching, that nothing's really making a difference. And I'm here to tell you that's a lie because each one of us can think back in our life and look at people that they were not perfect Christians, but they were faithful and they showed us an example of something that we've been able to latch on to. Maybe they showed us an example of what a real prayer warrior looked at, looked like, and we were able to grab on it. Or they showed us what, you know, a real example of compassion was and mercy. And guess what? God is able to do that in each one of our lives. He's made us each different, but he is able to use us to be a light in this dark world and I say thank you Lord I don't understand why he would allow uh, me to serve him when all the times that I failed him yet he does and we can say thank you Lord what a privilege that we get not only to serve God but what a privilege we get to live a new life in Christ so this world can see it and who knows why are we still here 
because there's more souls that need to see Jesus Christ. And do I want to go to heaven today? Absolutely. I wish those eastern skies would split right now and we all be out of here. But guess what? I'm willing to stick around if one more soul will come with me. Aren't you? Aren't you? Let's stand.